If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adeoye Jr. What's up, Tim? What's up, Bless? Joining us today with a rare games cast appearance. Master of Hype, Snowbike Mike. Tim Gettys, gang, thanks so much for having me on. I get to join the first ever Gamescast live and in the studio. Thanks so much. Appreciate oh. that. There we go. Hey. So hey. Mike's hey. here, everybody. Uh, I'm going to skip down for a second because I want to introduce the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Always a pleasure to be here and bring the rays of sunshine to everybody's face, especially you, Tim, you, Bussing, and you, Mike. Thank exactly. you. Thank you, Greg. Exactly. Sometimes, though, you got to save the best for last, and that is the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Andy, I had you last for a very, very special reason. Can you tell people about that? Yeah, there's a new Gamescast intro, everybody. Finally, <laughs> finally, this is something that I kind of had a vision for and I've been working on for quite some time. Uh, I drew all of us four different times as four different characters in pixel art. Uh, for your audio listeners, go check it out. Uh, I worked my butt Please, off on YouTube. it. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. And my butt, uh, it, I got a butt that don't quit. We all know that. <laughs> that has been said, ladies and gentlemen. That we all know that. You got a uh, so I drew, my, I drew all of us a bunch of different times as a bunch of different video, char- video game characters. I'm the Bloodborne Hunter. Tim is still Ash. We made, we finally got rid of Blessing as Sonic. Thank God. Uh, and we got Greg oh, as God. Kratos and a bunch of different characters. I, I, I love Sonic. I just don't love myself as Sonic. Doesn't sound like oh, you love him. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, you yap about Sonic a lot, so you saying that is kind of crazy. I, seeing myself dressed up as Sonic every single week kind of demoralized me. It demoralized me, <laughs> gave me a complex. I also feel like it has certain connotations to it that I don't like. I don't like being connected to those Sonic to allegations. Sonic. That's on you. That's oh, on you. It's yeah. um, a life and, we chose, bless. <laughs> and essentially, it's the for those who haven't seen it, it's a fighting games character select screen. And I knew I wanted the characters animated. So I reached out to Nick Wozniak, who uh, animates for a little game called Shovel Knight uh, for Yacht Club games. He's an absolute rock star. He animates on on the new Mina and the Mina the the Hollower game as well. What's going on, Greg? I was wondering if we could call him the Woz. Yeah, of course. Thank you. I think you can only be called the Woz if your last name is Wozniak. Scott the Woz. Scott the Woz, exactly. Um, And then I reached out to, of course, the legend Cameron Kennedy. To, an, to animate it, to do all the motion graphics, make it really look cool, and give it that extra little oomph that it needed. And Zachary Zizzo made the theme song years and years ago. Tim was lucky enough to, like, uh, let me look for, oh, this is the song. This is it. And we heard yeah. it. We are like, this is the song that we're going to use for it. So uh, it was a long time coming. And I'm finally in the intro, everybody. I Time love to leave. Oh. Welcome to the intro. Let's intro, see if you Andy. make it to the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the ca- the calendar year. Andy, shout out for the new uh, logo as well for oh. the, the Kind of Funny Games cast. It's Thank you. It's very yeah. similar. I made a new lim- logo, too. But it is different, everybody. Yeah, I kind of remixed the old school logo um, from Zach. Uh, right. Zach, I'm, I'm blanking on the last name. The Efron. Zizzo. No, no. Who made, who made all the old logos? 
Silver. Zach Silver. Zach Silver. Zach gotcha. Silver. Gotcha. A lot of Zacks. Yes. A lot of Zacks for Too many Zacks. Yes. Zach attacks. I remake, remix the old logo as well, so you'll be seeing that on the new thumbnails as well. A lot of you'll stuff happening here at Kind of Funny. A lot of stuff happening here at Kind of Funny, just like this episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast. Each and every week, we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. And let me tell you, we got a great episode today on our first episode in the spare bedroom, the new studios. A lot of fun games to talk about. We're going to be talking about Dead Space. We're going to be talking about Ghostbusters, Spirits Unleashed. We're finally going to talk about Marvel Snap, Blessing. Yes, We're sir. recording this on the day the game is finally out. So excited about all of that. A little Street Fighter Six action for you. Remember, you can get this show on YouTube.com slash Games. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Cast, and we will be right there for you. If you want to get the show as free you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you could be a patreon producer just like fargo brady delaney twining holy crumpets mm-hmm. shout out to you holy crumpets james hastings and casey andrew we appreciate all of you so very much but if you don't have dollars to toss our way when you're out there buying video games on the epic game store use the code kind of funny and it'll help us out at no extra cost to you and we get money it's really cool what a great service they provide wow. to help us pay for things uh, today we're brought wow. to you by shopify and raycon but i will get to all of that later greg i know you've been waiting a long time so i'm just gonna i'm gonna toss to you ghostbusters spirits unleashed go for it well ladies and gentlemen let's instead start if you're new around here with all the reasons you shouldn't listen to me about ghostbusters spirits unleashed as everybody knows there's the kind of funny five point review scale we don't take it that seriously it's a way to boil our thoughts down but the audience has begun at times to take it seriously and there's always a conversation of well should the guys review this game and so of course we're not metacritic verified or anything like that but i like to own it if i understand ethics and i understand people wanting to know all the things so here's all the reasons you shouldn't listen to me about this game it's a number one (laughs) i'm a ghostbuster stan obviously in the tank from day one everybody knows that about me number two i'm in the video game i am a voice in ghostbuster spirits unleashed number three like uh, you know this is ilfonic who made it the people who made friday 13th the people who made predator they've become friends over the years and then of course number four we are doing sponsored streams for this game now if of course you want to roll it back all of that makes perfect sense when you think about the fact that i'm (laughs) no offense andy the biggest ghostbusters video game fan on the earth right in the industry you know what i'm talking about that's got to be the fact Mm. and so like of course they were going to work with us and do all this stuff but blah 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 that's all of it i'm still going to tell you that i think it's a four out of five i think it's a great video Mm. game but more importantly to start tim what i'd like to know is what one Snowbike Mike thinks of it. Of course, I've been playing now for like two weeks, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed from Milphonic, a first-person game where, of course, you are either the Ghostbusters or you're the ghost, right? And I guess in Ghost, you're actually three, uh, uh, third person, right? Uh, but you're first person for the other ones. Asymmetrical multiplayer, four Ghostbusters versus one ghost. Uh, it can be you with a bunch of bots. It can be you with a bunch of friends. It can be you with a bunch of strangers. Mike, I've previewed this game before. Yeah. Obviously, I've been in the game before. But what I love about you is you've never seen Ghostbusters, which is mind-boggling, of Never course. seen it. Uh, but more importantly, you are the multiplayer guy. So you spent three hours with me today on stream with it. What did you think? Yeah, I think uh, the fans out there will enjoy this because I get to give my first impressions. And we just finished that stream about an hour ago. So I'm coming hot off of my first impression of this game right now. And it's nice to hear Greg, the super fan, really enjoying this. On my side of things, right, I am impressed by this. I think you can see the growth in Ilphonic as a studio and the games that they have produced and put out right now. And when I think about this multiplayer game, as opposed to all the other ones that we've played from Dead by Daylight, right, Prop Hunt Midnight, and then you keep going down the list, 
this is a fun multiplayer game that I've really enjoyed, right? The first three hours, I had a good time, and I enjoyed the balance of being either a Ghostbuster or the ghost. I think there's a lot of depth in this that will get people excited and keep you coming back, whether it be the cosmetics that I was really impressed by with the character customization to the actual gameplay itself. When you feel like you look at this and you go, oh, what is the ghost really doing, right? Because when we played Predator Hunting Grounds, it was simple. The Predator was out to kill. And that was really, really fun and straightforward and easy to follow. On this side now, you think, is it just going to be cat and mouse the whole entire time? And I'm happy to report it's not, right? The ghost has a number of things that they need to be doing throughout this cat and mouse chase throughout these different levels. And it kind of keeps you on your toes because you feel that pressure from the Ghostbusters who are chasing you around this map. And you're kind of always moving. But the fun part is, is going, okay, I need to take a deep breath and think, what am I supposed to be doing right now? And I like that kind of depth to it because I was worried that we would see something very similar to Ghost Hunt Midnight or whatever we just played recently, me Midnight and Andy. Ghost Hunt, yeah. yeah, where it was simply prop hunts. You hide in a prop and you just try to wait them out. This one seemed to be, hey, you need to go haunt every single room in this building, continue to elevate that until it becomes the end game. So I was impressed with that in my first impressions. Would you say, Mike, that it's kind of similar to Among Us when you're one of the killers that you have a lot of different tasks you can do where you're, you know, as a killer or even as a crewmate, you're kind of either doing tasks or you're faking tasks. Did Was playing as a ghost kind of similar to that? Not as quite in involved, right? It didn't have the big task list, but there is things that you need to be doing to fill up this bar. So essentially on the ghost side, like I said, you need to haunt the entire map here. And so your goal is to, whether it be scare NPCs around the map, whether it be to haunt sitting different items around the area, you need to be doing things to continue to fill up that bar. So it wasn't a straightforward task of like, hey, Andy, you need to go haunt this toilet now and then go find this and murder this person. Thankfully, Me it's not Taco like... Bell. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's very free-flowing, which is what I appreciate, right? Because especially when you feel the Ghostbusters on your tail, you are frantically running to try to get out of that. And a big one that I enjoyed was the world and level design. I was impressed by this, Greg, of when we think about Predator Hunting Grounds, you think of a pretty large-scale map in yeah. the jungle running around, but there wasn't much to it. It almost felt like Call of Duty, Andy, where we're stuck on a rock, and he's not mantling mm. over it like you need to, and you're kind of banging into things. You're a Navy SEAL. What are you doing? <laughs> this one is interesting because all five of the maps are very well thought off, and each one is different, right? One is super long horizontally. One has a lot of verticality, and as the ghost, you can feel that verticality like me and Greg discussed on the stream where all of a sudden, if I need to get out in a pinch, I can fly up to X amount of levels and then kind of get away from you there. But on the flip side, for being a Ghostbuster, it is impressive the well-thought-out gadgets, right? Sure. Talk about playing in a world that Ilphonic is known for, right? They're not creating their own thing. They're jumping into an IP that's already been created. They already have certain restrictions that you can do. And it's like Greg brought up, there's a grapple hook there. Never once in a... Ghostbusters movie, have you seen a grapple hook and someone running around, right? But you have to have that to kind of be able to be that cat and chase down the ghost with this kind of verticality. So I was impressed with the depth there. For sure. Of course, when we talk about these games, and I'm always real with you, my worry is player base and how long does these legs have, right? We look at a game like Dead by Daylight that doesn't have an attached IP, but brings in other IPs to kind of bring the hype and the excitement, whether that be Stranger Things or Halloween and so on. That has a just cult following that people love, and that survived through the first three months, through the six months, through beyond, right? You think of Predator, yeah. where we're at, Friday the 13th. We're back again with another chosen, already established IP. 
Will this hinder it? Will people like myself who've never played Ghostbusters want to do this, want to spend that $40? That's my big concern of where will we stand three months down the road with a multiplayer only game. But I do want to say they have bots involved. And so if you are a single player person or the player base just falls off in a blink of an eye, you can play with bots. You can challenge yourself that you can learn that way. Man, I could keep going on, Greg, and sure. I'll, I'll try to no, let it over to you. Great job with the tutorials. I mean, really impressive. They have CGI cutscenes where it brings and builds the world and the story, which I was impressed with. You don't see much in this kind of game. On the flip side, to the tutorials there, right? are well like, done. I mean, that even goes beyond the tutorials, right? Yeah. Where it is the fact that what you're getting is a Ghostbusters narrative in the game but it is that you're just going out and playing matches with your friends or bots or whoever you're getting into. And then when you come back to your firehouse, it'll be like, cool, there's a narrative scene to go watch, like go talk to Winston, go talk to whoever, right? And that'll then give you a cutscene that moves the story that's there. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I always talk about DC Universe Online, right? And how when I was a kid in Catholic school, I had a conversation with somebody. I was like, if, if you're going to, you don't ever heard the story? I mean, I, I've Probably. heard you talk about Catholic school a lot. I've heard you talk about DC Universe Online a lot. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know that there's ever been the crossover The there. crossover is this in like fourth grade or whatever, walking home from Catholic school one day, uh, we were having a conversation about what you thought heaven was. And I was like, I think it's different for every person, yada, yada. And I think, if, and then, of course, what was your, what was yours be? And I was like, oh, well, I'd live in Metropolis and have superpowers. And so when DC Universe Online drops, right, and it is this game years later, obviously, uh, that allows you to make your own superhero and go be that superhero and live with, you know, work your way up to being in the, you know, Watchtower with Superman, Batwoman, and Wonder Woman. Like, I remember that the joke was, man, this is, like, literally my heaven. Whereas, like, this Ghostbusters game and the premise of it, I think, is in the exact same boat. Whereas Mike touched on the character creator is so much fun. It almost looks like The Sims, I would say. Yes. It, and it's got kind of what I always talk about with the wrestling games that I love uh, from the way back in the day, like No Mercy, of, like, you're not getting in there and creating your picture-perfect, you know, Stepford Wives self. You're doing one that, in this art style, looks enough like you, where Mike pops in the game today and goes, holy shit, it looks just like you. And I'm like, it looks just like you because you're wearing the hat and you're wearing the jumpsuit in real life that you're wearing in the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> And they have all these different customizations and things for it. But then it's also the fact of, like, cool, you're a Ghostbuster, and you are going out on jobs. This isn't Ghostbusters, the video game uh, from back in the day, right, that I loved. And, you know, it was Ghostbusters 3 and was a lot of fun, but was a start-to-finish sto linear story, and it's over. This is kind of like, you know, somebody who loves the David Crane uh, Sega Master System Ghostbusters. kind of that drive around and get jobs, right? You just go off on the jobs in the same five maps and fight people. Uh, but... It's cool to do that and not have it be, well, now I'm building a Gozer. Now I'm doing whatever. No, it's about going out there, playing through it. Even once you finish the story, there are so many items that are locked behind uh, level. That's the thing. There's no battle pass or anything like that. But as your account levels up, you unlock the new hat, the new gloves. More importantly, the way you use your proton pack or your particle thrower or your trap or your PKE, those have individual levels too. And so as you go through those, they start unlocking different attachments that you can go in and change, you know, your grip, change in what your uh, like nozzle is going to be for your uh, neutrino wand. And so that then comes with its own sets of, well, your stream will be stronger, but you'll overheat quicker. And there's these pros and cons that you go through as you build a pack that fits your play style, as you build an arsenal that fits your play style. I, my, my question for you, Greg, as the biggest Ghostbusters fan I know, but this Thank is a franchise that has a, many very big fans of it, right? People yeah. that care so much. And at the end of the day, there was two movies. There was a cartoon, a couple cartoons, and that was kind of it. And it turned into this like much bigger fandom than that amount of content would normally lead to. Sure. And then in the last you know couple of decades, there has been the Ghostbusters video game that was kind of a Ghostbusters 3 and all that. And it wasn't until the last couple of years that I feel like the Ghostbusters, uh, like, 
IP has really been used in a way where we got Afterlife and now we're getting these different games. There's the VR game coming out as well. Yeah. This, do you think, is the definitive, like, wow, they, they nailed the Ghostbusters side of this video game? In terms of the action of being a Ghostbuster? In terms of, like, the, the Easter eggs, the, like, this is the Ghostbusters game. Well, in terms of, I think you're talking about two different things. I think in ter- what you're talking about in Easter egg stuff, that was Ghostbusters, the video game. That was the story that was going back to the Sedgwick Hotel and fighting Stay Puft and yada, 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 and, you know, having things around the firehouse. This is the experience of, do you, number one, want to just play with friends, which I think, you know, we should talk about eventually, of just, like, what, what's going to draw people to this game, and then the action of being a Ghostbuster. I think... It is far more fun to be a Ghostbuster in this game than it was in Ghostbusters the video game. And I loved Ghostbusters the video game. Yeah, let me, so let me take back Easter egg. Authenticity. I mean, yeah, this is super authentic. 100%. And I think it's delivering, again, the experience I would want out of it. I was talking about this on stream today, right? Where Ghostbusters the video game is great in a single-player game and had to do a bunch of different things. But you, you were fo- firing boson darts and dark matter, and your pack was doing oh, all these different boson things. Darts. You know what I mean? I want to just be a Ghostbuster, and that's what nickel. this is. This, this feels like when, you know, in Ghostbusters 84, when they talk about, you know, the franchise rights alone will make us rich beyond our wildest dreams. Like, it feels like you are an exterminator. You're going out to do this. You have your pack that you've tweaked however you want to and has cool looks to it. But it is, I, I love the idea that, like, it's a gameplay mechanic, but it's also accurate to what Ghostbusters would be of like, cool, you can see the ghost and you can throw your stream and you can snag the ghost. But once you've snagged the ghost, you can't reach for your trap. Like you have to either throw your trap early or be working as a group and have somebody else throw your trap. The game gets into the minutia of that, which I appreciate of like, cool. Now the ghost got away. You got to run over and pick up your trap. Your, ba- your trap has a battery on it. Right. So it can't just be open all the time. Like they've done a lot of really interesting fun things to gamify ghostbusters here in a way that does make it feel far different than ghostbusters the video game and i think does work really well for being a party game experience yeah uh, a few weeks ago on PSW, i think we we're having the conversation of like what our expectations are for ghostbusters spirits unleashed and we're having in the context of like all right what is this going to do compared to other ilfana games sure of course we played a lot of uh what was it predators hunting grounds yeah. all, and i've also played quite a bit, bit of Ar- arcade to get in and I feel like for Predator... Good arcade to get an Easter egg in Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, is it really? Unleashed, yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Uh, but like for Predator, right, I think we had the commonality of like, oh yeah, this is fun together, but it still has all of the roughness around the edges that comes with the Ilfana game, right? And Friday yeah. the 13th is another one that I feel like, you know, I'll say Friday the 13th is the one that seemed to be their biggest, for, their, their biggest outing in terms of, oh, a lot of people are playing Friday the 13th. It's buggy, it's janky, it's all these things, but I think the name of the IP brought a lot of people in, and there was enough fun to be had there for the, the asymmetrical uh, multiple yeah. that it was a good time. And for Arcade Ageddon, sadly, I don't see that many people talking about it. Like, I really wanted to be into Arcade Ageddon, but I played it with Janet, and both of us fell off pretty quickly. Would you say Ghostbusters for Ilphonic is their new height? Great question. And, yeah, the PSLV con- conversation was very much anchored on. I'm, again, been following it very closely. I'm very excited for it. Well, yeah. Let me just interrupt real quick. <laughs> this whole time we're talking about Arcade Ageddon, I thought you meant Destruction All-Stars. But I understand why you make that jump. I do. It was how it would do, right? And what if it's going to find its audience? The question you're asking here is: This their best work? I would say hands down. And I think that I'm talking about. We talked about this in the stream as well, right? Like it's launch day. We did a sponsored stream, and when we were talking about it, I was like, "Cool, 
do you really want us to do a sponsor stream on launch day? Because I remember Friday the 13th. And I remember at the time, like, you know, it was 11 people. We talked about this on stream today, too. 11 people, 13 people when they launched Friday the 13th. And I remember sending pizza to Stillophonic because they were getting torn apart by the community. And they were feeling like shit because they had a game that was so popular it was melting down. And even Predator, right? I remember the queue times for Predator. To jump in today and have it just work as well as it has for the past week and a half of having nobody on and the way it runs and the few times, like Mike got bugged today where he couldn't be unslimed. And then I, the only other bug I've had in the game is that I got caught in a pane of glass weeks ago or whatever because I got blown back from a, I got blown into a wall basically and I couldn't get out of it. Like in terms of a quality video game, this is their best work, yes, period, hands down. Hands down their best work so far. Two questions for, for either of you all. The... Um, I already forgot the first one. I was just on to the second question. Um, <laughs> what do you all think the legs are? You talked about, like, yeah. will this game have legs? And with all these other franchises, like Mike was mentioning, with Dead by Daylight, you're adding a bunch of different IP and stuff. Like, what, what do we see getting added to this, whether it's cosmetics or stuff to kind of bring you back after several months? You know, maybe you get tired of playing it. Sure. Modes, well, characters. Yeah, they talked, they hinted on the stream today about this. They haven't talked and really confirmed it, but they confirmed it today with us of just like, yes, we're going to do more for this game. We're going to support this game. Ghosts kept coming up of having new ghosts because even now there are multiple classes of ghosts and then multiple ghosts inside of that class you can be that all have different abilities of how much they haunt and how much, you know, ghost stamp energy they have. Because there's a ghost you're walking around and like, just being in a room starts to haunt it, but if you scare the people with, you know, your minions or your slime or whatever, they'll start to fill it up faster and you can possess things. And so there's all these different systems at play as a ghost to figure it out. Similar to as a Ghostbuster, cool, my stream strength versus my overheating versus, you know, what I'm doing for cooling and yada, yada, yada. I think, so I think the fix, or the, the fix, the things they'll add here, I would say are going to be ghosts. I think it's going to be maps. I would hope more story content or like little things like that. They do, you know, it's interesting, we got our codes. Uh, we shared them with uh, uh, Joey and uh, Lauren, right, who love to play games or whatever. And Lauren was very much telling Joey, like, oh, you know what? Like, they love gaming. They do love gaming. They love playing. <laughs> but she was like to Joey, like, oh, this actually is going to be our shit because there's dailies, there's weeklies, there's side hustles <laughs> to pick up. There's things you're working on to get that big XP dump. Also get that locked pair of shoes or cosmetic you want for it. So if you're there and you want that kind of thing, it's there for you. The rest of it would be maps and stuff. Will that be enough to keep people around? I don't know. I honestly don't. Like, you know what I mean? What I, what I found fun about the game so far is that the matches are quick. They're fun. And so it is, I have done the thing where I have just played it all night for like four hours long, right? Trying to level up, trying to do a thing. And then I've done the other one where it is that, okay, cool. I'm reviewing game X and I want to do a match or two. I do a match or two of Ghostbusters and then play game X. Or at the end of the night, I want to do a match or two of Ghostbusters, right? Like there can be that kind of atmosphere to it where I think there people would be it. But it, it's also... What is your interpretation and what's your desire for Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. Like, I am a huge dork. And so I want to look like the costumes I have, which are the basic movie ones, right? So for me, it was like I unlocked my glasses and I unlocked my shoes. And it was like, cool, everything else is I'm just good. gravy. Like, I don't, I don't need any of this. Like, I'm excited to get it. I, I'd like them to add cool stuff down the line. But, like, they've gone through and put in tank tops and bomber jackets and all these cool Ghostbusters things. But it's just like, that's nice. I'm never going to use it, probably. Do you... Do you feel motivated to platinum this is there even a, is there a platinum yeah oh yeah yeah and like uh I, I don't know if you're collecting all of the outfits and stuff as part of that platinum but if it wasn't is that something that you're like i'm into this so much that like even though i'm not going to ever wear these things i want to get it all because yeah i would think so right because you figure it's a battle pass without the battle pass 
it is just, all right, you're going to hit level 90 and you're going to get these shades. You're going to get this thing. Like, that's cool enough to see all that checked off, right? And I would hope that, you know, they continue to add to that. Like, you know, the daily stuff there, the, the side hustles are giving you items that are there. So I could easily see that in update 1.0 or whatever, you know, every month or so they could drop in a new hat, a new shoe, a new whatever, and that'd be a thing to go back and get for. But again, I think it's going to come down to the story is short. It's a $40 game. The story is short. The story is straightforward. There, again, you're not building to some big thing. You're a new Ghostbuster on the team, and here's this crazy thing the Ghostbusters get into, and you need to work. You, you know, they're your rewards for playing, just going and playing the matches. Coming out of that and coming back to it, then it is just, all right, you're going to play over and over again to unlock this stuff. And I think having a squad would go a long way, or just wanting to be, you know, a Ghostbuster or a ghost. See, I'm on the opposite side of Greg. I have a little bit more worry on the legs of this. Oh, right? I worry so about I think it. the maps are going to only take you so far, Andy. I think what it comes down to is now game modes. How can we play mm -hmm. in what we've already created here? Like I talked about, the game is simple. You're the four Ghostbusters, you're going to bust this ghost, your goal is to trap him three times, and then he's done and eliminated, right? My worry is, is three months down the road, do we still wanna be playing that, right? And as me and Greg talked about, when you go into an already created world, now what can you really create out of the rules and the guidelines, right? Like. I think for this game, when you think of different game modes, there's not really a team deathmatch. All of a sudden, the ghosts in the Ghostbuster world aren't just pile-driving, murdering people in front of everybody, right? So you kind of, like, limit yourself of what you can create in that. And I think that's my big worry is now the maps can only take me so far. It's going to come down to the day-by-day, moment-by-moment gameplay, right? And so if it's the same game mode just on a new, fresh coat of paint and a different level design, is that enough to keep me engaged. Because right now, after the first three hours, yes, this is a fun game to play, right? But my worry is, do I want to play this two weeks from now when it's the same thing over and over again? And that's what these games kind of get trapped in yeah. with Dead by Daylight. Sure, that's a cult classic, but it is very specialized of, this is what you do, this is how the gameplay runs no matter what. And I think for Ghostbusters, they got to find a way here. Ilphonic is going to be tasked with a big moment here of, how do you play within this and make that game mode different or more exciting and keep people interested and engaged? Because I don't think it will last past that. And, but, I mean, also that's the question to back to the price point of 40 bucks, right? Yeah. Is that what they want? Is this just a game that you put out that is a cool experience and is a month-long thing, right? It's not a game's a service. It's not a thing. And I do think what's interesting about it, right, is, like, we talked about this on PS I Love You, right? I can't believe it's not a Game Pass game or a PlayStation mm, yeah. Plus game or something to that effect, right? And so my thought there would be that you're going to go out and get the 40 bucks from all the Ghostbuster fans who are there now, and then, yeah, in whatever, six months, a year, whatever you want it to be. And I know they're, you know, they're on Epic, so there's probably money there too. But like you, and not for free, but they're just you know, an Epic PC game. Uh, I'd imagine you eventually put that on there, which brings a new player base and a new audience, and you're back in there chasing all this stuff. Is there a rollout plan at all? No. Again, that's what they were talking about today, where it's like, you know, it's launch day and we're here, and like we haven't talked about it, but we are going to support the game. We are going to do stuff. So what do that you, looks like and what it is, nobody knows. Uh, do you, you tweeted about the, the joy of seeing the locker, right? Yeah, yeah. Is there anything collectible that you could use with that locker? Because like in Splatoon, there's a mm -hmm. kind of decorative locker that sure. after a certain matches, you get little things you could decorate your, like your personal space. There are, like well, I mean, your personal space would be your character and your gear. Okay. Because that is your, like literally like your pack is being like, whatever cause, whatever change you're making to your wand, your pack, your PKE, 
and I'm talking piece by piece. Each one of them has like five or maybe yeah, like five. Like little modules things. and shit. You see that on you see that reflected on your pack. Cool. So it is when I run into a game with Mike or whoever for the first time, I see their pack and I'm like, oh, that looks cool or that yeah. looks neat, right? And there's a million different settings for your color schemes and for the items you're picking up, and you can look like a real Ghostbuster and yada yada yada. Like, Mike will be love, uh, getting ranked in Overwatch with me, so mm -hmm. yeah, I have yeah. a lot pulling me around, but yeah, I'm impressed <laughs> by the depth. I am impressed by the gameplay. Moment to moment is good. It is Elphonic's best work thus far, no doubt about it. When wow. you look at the other games in the catalog, this runs the best, this looks the best. This is very fun to play. And I am excited again to jump in, try the different ghosts, get a little bit better each and every day. That depth I'll keep talking about. I'm, I'm pretty impressed by the depth of what you can do. I am worried that I'll, I'll get tired of this within two weeks or so, right? But that $40 price point will be something that will be interesting conversation. Like you said, no PS Plus, no Game Pass. This would be a win if you put this on one of those services day one. For, for sure. sure. Yeah, and that would bring in a whole new audience. So mm -hmm. I can easily see you tie it into a DLC drop or whatever the hell yeah. it's going to be when they put it out there. But yeah. Very cool. Next up, you ready to move on, Greg? I'm ready to move on, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Dead Space Remake. Snow Mike, Mike, you got to go down <laughs> to EA. Electronic <laughs> Arts, you got to see, play. Yeah, we got to play uh, a sizable chunk of Dead Space. I believe about three four chapters. hours. Yeah, three yeah, chapters. Three four chapters. Hours, yeah. And they got to see a lot of you as well. Oh, yeah, they got to. Well, yeah, yeah, that's for a different <laughs> podcast. But yeah, EA saw a lot of me, it's right. <laughs> well, moving forward from that, what do you think of Dead Space Remake? I was really impressed, Tim. This was a game that I didn't think I needed in my life. And when this was announced, right, I think you look back and it's like, oh, man, 2008. That was so long ago, like does dead space need a remake are that many people itching for dead space to return right and we talk about callista protocol and the excitement around that and i try to put myself in the shoes of like do i need this what is this going to bring to me because when i think back to 2008 i've already forgotten all about dead space right i can't remember the story beats but the moment me and greg sat down holy smokes it all came flooding back it was an instant smile to my face to be like oh yeah this is Dead Spake. This is Isaac. This is what we came here for. Uh, my biggest question about it is, did it feel like a 2022, or I guess 2023, since the game is coming out in 2023, does it feel like a 2023 game, or does it feel, still feel like a game from that era, the Xbox 360, PS3 era? No, it felt like a 2023 game to me. I was really impressed with what I was seeing, how the controls you felt being able to play. And I think you can still play the original to this day and not think, oh, this is super old and janky and I can't mm -hmm. play this. The visuals, the audio all hit the mark right there. And it, it felt like, oh, yeah, this is going to do just fine in 2023. This is going to make a splash and a mark for people who maybe remember it, maybe have forgotten a little bit about it, but know the name like I do, or people who have never played Dead Space. You're going to be in for a treat with this one. So I was I... impressed respectfully disagree wow. to some degree to this some guy degree. fucking hates it dude. Yeah. Wow. no i mean to your point no like i sat down and i mean i i adore dead space mm -hmm. uh, one and two but i haven't played them in years right and so it was like to sit down and play it or watch the video and then they showed footage from the original dead space I'm like oh fuck right this does not look you know it's the rose tinted glasses to watch this and be like mm -hmm. yeah i remember oh, i remember this thing getting dragged through and shooting the big yellow pustule or whatever right and then you look at it you're like oh that's not what it looked like out there right <laughs> correct i the game looks great it is Dead Space. It was such a bummer to finish it and then be here in the middle of spooky season and be like, damn, I could go for Dead Space right now. I wish I was playing Dead Space right now. Like, I'm ready to play it, right? Mm -hmm. But to the point of, is it a, does it feel like a 2023 game? Who knows what those will feel like. Um, Incredible. It has the graphics, obviously. The action, obviously. The graphical fidelity of what we expect here, right? But it still has those 
touchstones from a bygone era. And, like, my first example would be, like, Isaac and the team are coming in. Where is everybody? We don't know. All right, cool. Isaac, go in there and, you know, turn on the fucking thing so we can do the thing. Isaac goes in there. You hit the button, and it's like, what the fuck's that? And, like, in the glass room, your guys start getting attacked by these giant knife hand men and, like, you know, the necromorphs. And, like, you're, they, don't know what the, they don't know what the fuck these things are. You don't know what the fuck's saying. They're getting, like, blood on the window in front of you. And what's Isaac doing? Just standing there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, there was no... He's in oh shock. Oh, my He's God. They, you know what I mean? Like, grab, like, they didn't animate the character to grab his head, to react to it. And it was such a small detail that I don't see modern games trying to tell that story do. It was such a thing of, like, oh, that just took me out of this horrific moment because Isaac is not reacting at all in any way. Whether, even if it was just, like... I'm shocked. I got a lot of period. We could get a Ethan Winter and go, this is crazy. He's fully voice acted now, right? Yes, he is. And it's the guy from Dead Space 2 and 3. I can't believe this keeps happening to me. Uh, <laughs> Why does this keep happening? And on top of that, too, like, there was one section of the game where I was uh, struggling or whatever, and the checkpoint sucked. Mm. It was sending me so far back mm. and making me redo shit. And I was like, Come on now. Really? This is how we want to do this still to this day? Like, that's not what I would expect out of a modern, modern game. But these are small quips with, or uh, quibbles with a game that I had a lot of fun with. So yeah. really weird question here. But, you know, we always talk about remaster versus remake and what that really means. And like, there's a lot of nuance to it. Taking the Final Fantasy VII's of the world out of it, because that's a totally different thing. Does this feel more like Dead Space remastered? Or does it feel like a Resident Evil 2 remake style remake of Dead Space, which I know is different because RE2 was a PS1 game jumping all the way here. That was a big, big much bigger jump than 360 era to this. Sure. But which of, the, which of the two does it feel more like? I have a hard time saying. Mm. Like, I, I, I think playing it, like, because, like, they kept the sounds, which are so iconic, right? But, like, the going through and selecting things and, and it's, like, un- reloading your gun, your gun, I'm like, oh, man, like, this is fucking dead space, right? And, like, you know, shoot their limbs off written on the wall in blood. And, the, and I'm like, I remember this. I remember getting dragged through it. But I haven't played it recently, right? Like, it, it could just be nostalgia enough touch points of it. They, you know, talked a bunch about the stuff they put in. I wrote down, right, they have this thing called the intensity director now, right? That's going to, as you play, change what's happening based on how you're doing, what's going on, how much ammo you have left, which... Dead Space, I always remember complimenting it, felt like that, where it would be that you'd get out of this room with one, you know, bolt left. You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I made it or whatever. Uh, it's also the same thing where they've, you know, done some narrative stuff into the story to make it fit the Dead Space 2 story mm. a little bit more of what's going on here and stuff. So it's like, I think that's... Retcon, more, Greg. That's huh? what they call those. Retcon. Retcon. Yeah. It is okay. what they call it, yeah. right? And, of course, you can walk the USG uh, Ishimura end-to-end now, which is, like, no. one continuous thing, yeah. like, rather than... No load Which, times. of course, nice. yeah, no load times, but you're still in elevators. And it's yeah. like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You can feel that. But it yeah. is, like, no cut, no load, no, you know, no black screen. For me, when I saw that, I'm more of on the um, remaster than a remake. Right, that's where I would fall, and I think Matt Kim over at IGN said it really well in his preview. Right, when you look at what we've seen recently, Resident Evil 2 that you bring up, right, that felt like a real remake to a lot of people. Then you bring up The Last of Us Part One, right, and where that falls of like this is the best version that you can play on the current gen hardware that you could ask for. This falls right in the middle, is what he described it as. And for Mm -hmm. me, I would say it falls a little bit more on the remastered side of things, but it does feel more in the middle, right? We're not adding a ton of stuff. We're not redoing all these different fields, beats, all that level stuff. But it also doesn't feel like we've just ported this up to the next gen right there. So I would lean more towards remaster, but I think it does fit squarely in the middle. So then, elephant in the room. 
is this game totally screwed by Callisto Protocol? Only if Callisto Protocol is good and banging. I think that's going to be the fun part about this, is when we get to Callisto, are we wowed by a new world that is, of course, in that horror sci-fi type element, but are we wowed by the new characters, whatever those zombie scary monsters are going to be, right? Is that wowing? I think people are going to be impressed with Dead Space coming back. But yeah, if Callisto bangs, I told Greg this in the car, Callisto bangs, Dead Space got a big problem here because everybody's going to have their eyes on that one and they're going to say, well, I just spent money and I played that. I don't need to play this all over again. So that's my worry there. The biggest thing, too, in terms of changes is that they moved Pang, if you remember how to find the Pang trophy before. Different now. And there's a little joke there nope. when you go to get the original mm, one. So. Thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, Mike's right. My thought on it is going to be that I think Callisto Protocol is going to feel like a 2022, 2023 game. I think it will have better checkpointing and better animations and obviously all this money poured into the cast and these, that, this, that, and the other. And I think that's where Dead Space would hurt off of a first blush, first taste. But even mm -hmm. then, it's going to be, okay, cool. It's a remake. It's a remaster, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know what you're getting, that you're getting an older game, but it's, like, modernized. And, like, part of the, you know, Dead Space is... And especially Dead Space 1, survival horror, right? It, it, Dead Space 2 is the one that makes it more action-y and you kind of feel in control, whereas this one, you always feel you're, you're on your back foot right here as Isaac, right? Like, Which that's makes the, the checkpoints even worse if they're yeah. bad. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like you kind of know you're loading in for that experience, which I think would make it, whereas I think Callisto's going to be a bit more, it'd be scary as hell probably, but still more action-oriented. Andy, do either of these games interest you? I know you're a little scaredy-cat, but you also, you like clicking heads. Limbs. I, I think just the visuals of Dead Space interest me. Like, when I see any trailer of Dead Space, to me, it looks like this is a remake. And a lot of that just comes from, uh, I was just Googling it right now, like, the first one was on Havoc Engine in 2008. It's not like a Mass Effect sort of uh, thing where both Mass Effect, the trilogy, and then the remaster we're both on, Unre like, the furthest they could push it is Unreal 3, right? You're still feeling the limitations visually. Here, seeing all the volumetrics and shit and just the, the lighting and everything, this looks like the current gem. Like, this is Frostbite Engine really, really popping off. So this looks beautiful. I'm already contractually obligated through a charity stream to play Callisto Protocol. Mm. Will I play Dead Space? I'll ask for a code. I'll check it out. No guarantees on yeah, whether I'll beat it or not. Out, coward. But I think it's gorgeous enough to like want to see it. I think sure. it, it looks like a showcase type game. Like this is something you want to see running in super high fidelity at a crazy high resolution. Like this is, it looks like a showcase type thing. Like let's show off what this engine can really do. Any closing words on Dead Space Remake? Excited. Like yeah. I said, I miss it. I, want, I, I wish we had it right now. I do think it'll be interesting to see how it follows Callisto and see if Callisto's just... God tier and like, oh my God, what a great modern take on this. Or if it's going to be, oh man, they, did, they missed it and I'm looking forward to playing this. Well said, Greg. Well, there you go. I want to move on to talk about some other video games. But before we do that, remember, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to get this show ad free. But for everyone else, here's our sponsors. Shout out to Shopify, the way that we and Rooster Teeth have powered the Kind of Funny store for years, and we absolutely love it. You can get this shirt there right now. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Start selling with Shopify and join the platform, simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted, so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. It's how every minute new sellers 
retailers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you will too. Shopify makes selling simple, so you can put yourself and your ideas out there. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash KF Games to start selling online today. S H O P I F Y dot com slash KF Games. Next up, shout out to Raycon. I'm excited to tell you all about their new Raycon gaming series. The gaming series consists of two staple gaming audio products, the wireless gaming earbuds that are compact, portable, and universal, or the wireless gaming headphones that are comfortable and immersive. The HyperSync low latency technology lets you hear what you see lag-free. That's always great for games. Of course, because no gamer's just a gamer, Raycon's gaming series is just as perfect for music, podcasts, and crystal clear phone calls. Personally, I'm a huge fan of bumping these with a the haptic vibration. It's the extra type of way that I like to live. It keeps me extra immersed in all of the sound. As always, you get a 30-day Raycon happiness guarantee with free shipping and returns, no questions asked. They also offer buy now, pay later options. So stay on the winning team and go to buyraycon.com kinda today to get 15% off your Raycon order. You'll also get $20 off Raycon's gaming earbuds or $10 off their gaming headphones. That's buyraycon.com kinda to score 15% off and even more savings. Buyraycon.com slash kinda plus this october raycon's got some special pricing up to 20 dollars off don't miss out buy raycon.com slash kinda blessing tim you've been suspiciously quiet this episode of the kind of funny games okay, cast. doesn't play games it's because i'm waiting to unleash <laughs> unleash street fighter 6 you've been playing it you've been playing a lot of it with the beta yeah. tell me all about it so the closed beta happened a couple weeks ago it was a three-day long closed beta and when I tell you that I played a lot of hours of Street Fighter VI <laughs> in those three days, uh, for me, the, I think the easiest way for me to put it would be to say that this is the best time I've had with the beta since Overwatch in 2016. Wow. Like, over, over, the Overwatch beta. That was a good time. Yeah, for me, like, because <laughs> I was somebody who, you know, leading up to Overwatch, I had heard people talk about it, but I was like, Overwatch, what's that? Oh, it's a new shooter from Blizzard. All right, cool. Like, I guess I'll play it when it comes out. And I remember the beta that happened. It was like maybe a, a few weeks, or maybe a month before Overwatch came out where I played it for the first time. And immediately upon playing it, I was like, oh, this is magic. Like, this game, I can't believe this game is this good. And that was the thing that really sold me on playing the game. And now, Overwatch is one of my favorite games of that generation, right? Keep in mind, Bless, we also were playing the Fortnite beta for at least four years. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the Battle Royale beta, yeah. It was good. But yeah, like, for, <laughs> for Street Fighter VI, this beta, it, it, another comparison I'll make, actually, would be to say that I remember last year when you guys were playing a lot of the Halo Infinite beta. And you are talking mm. about how, like, Oh, yeah, just this beta alone could be uh, in the game of the year conversation for me, right? In my top 10. That's how I feel about the Street Fighter VI beta, where I cannot believe how many things they've gotten right with Street Fighter VI just in the, the beta stage. I think for me, the thing I'll start off with is the Battle Hub, which going into it, I was a bit nervous about it. Uh, the Battle Hub essentially is this online hub where if you want to play online, you hop into a lobby and... Me and Mike were calling it the Emporium yeah. uh -huh. on stream, right? If you're in SF and you've been to the Emporium, it's this big <laughs> barcade that they have in town with a bunch of arcade machines. The uh, Battle Hub is basically that, right? You walk in and it is you and a bunch of other players hanging out. And there are a bunch of arcade machines. And if two players sit down at the same arcade machine, they can uh, play against each other. But not only that, they have like a bunch of things just 
uh, in the uh, around the room where it is hey you can go to the shop and buy new items hey you can go over here and they have arcade games like we were playing just random ass capcom arcade games from the yeah. 90s yeah. uh in street fighter 6 which, which is a thing that i didn't know was in there until i got there and i was like oh shit and they have like leaderboards and shit associated associated you got with it. Final fight Can you play some Final I think fight? they did have Hell Final yeah. Fight. Actually, I think I played Final <laughs> Fight. Yeah. yeah. Bless. Can you yeah. draw like something above you, like a platoon, where you could draw like a squid <laughs> person with just no? no. They don't. No, they no. don't have that. But they do have. Uh, you know, like in fighting games where they have the uh, you know a challenger approaches like screen. They have that, but it's customizable. Oh, where it is, you sick. can create your own so one cool. of those that's to cool. personalize it. Yeah. Right in the way that you know, yeah, multiplayer games where it is, oh yeah, customize your tag or whatever. They have that, but it's a new challenger screen. That's cool. Yeah, and they also have like they have a bunch of stuff in there, right? Like they have the um the, a, a big like leaderboard screen where it is. This player is on a ten win streak, right? And it, it reminds me of Apex Legends where you have like the uh, kill leader or whatever, and they display that on the street on the screen. Street Fighter Six has that in the battle hub, and. Again, when, when it comes to online lobbies like that, for fighting games especially, usually I'm so trepidatious because uh, they're usually a hassle. Yep. You know, I've had it happen with uh, Arc System Works games where it is uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, my first time playing it. It was this lobby system and you had to like choose a lobby if you even want to play the game at all. You had to walk around as like your little chibi Goku and you would have to like walk to the ranked uh, place or you walk to like whatever mm -hmm. place or like to, you know, play against your friends. You would have to find them in the same lobby, talk to them and do it. It was, it was so janky. And I feel the same thing about uh, Guilty Gear Strive too, where Guilty Gear Strive has a better lobby system, but it's still that like, you know, they want to make this metaverse thing happen yeah. so bad. And every single time I'm like, this could have been a menu. Right, yeah. it's the same thing of like this could have been an email. Every single time they have that lobby system, I'm like, this could have been a menu. I would have just loved to click, you know, ranked or clicked, uh, click quick play with friends and just make it easy for me. The battle hub in Street Fighter Six has made me a believer. Feels yeah. worth it. Yeah, it feels worth it. Like during this the stream we did uh, a couple weeks ago, or maybe last week. Yeah, a couple weeks ago before the beta, uh, there was a moment where you know we we're just hanging out in the lobby, having mm -hmm. a good time, and I look at the screen. And like, there's this guy named Bob all that pops up on the screen, and they have like a 10 win, a, uh, a 10 win streak. And uh, me, Mike, and Kevin are like, "Yo, let's find this guy. Let's face this. Let's end his win streak." And we're like, "All right, cool. What lobby is he in?" And then the thing says, "All right, he's in lobby 10." So we hop out of like lobby 22 or whatever we're in, hop into lobby 10, and we're looking for him. We're like, "All right, where's Bob? Where's Bob? We're gonna beat Bob's ass. We're gonna, find, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna that's fuck him up." Huh? And then I'm like, "Okay, we can't find him. I've like looked at every arcade machine." And so what I do is I go into the chat. And I'm like, Bobby, where are you? And he's like, I, I get a response. Robert. <laughs> Robert, where are you? I'm like, Bobby, where are you? And I get a response that's like, I'm right here. Right? And I'm like, oh, behind where are you at? You. He's behind him, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's, let's meet in the middle of the lobby. And it comes up. And I'm like, this looks like a different username. Like, this, it has a completely different name, but whatever, let's fight. And I sit down this arcade machine. And like, we come to realize this is not the same guy whatsoever. Right? <laughs> oh. it's, just a, it's a different Bobby. I'm also Bob. <laughs> he was also Bobby. But what, what happened was like, as we were playing, um, our chat is like, hey, this guy, this guy that you're fighting, is, he's a streamer. He is streaming on his own channel, That's right? Awesome. And That's his awesome. name was also Bobby. So it was this thing of, by happenstance, we have found this different Bobby who thought we were talking to him. <laughs> and we, squat up, we start going back and forth, and we become, we become friends with him, yeah. right? It just turns into this good time of like, all right, cool, let's fight back and forth. Now and you're going night kayaking together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now we hang on the weekends. We got best friends. Uh, really quick, I'm it. impressed by that blessing. You know, I know you just shared the hype on that, but... As someone who's played a lot of NBA 2K in the day, right, and they have tried to create their own metaverse where you run around <laughs> the city, the neighborhood, and it's just so poorly done, right, because it is this massive cityscape that they haven't really thought out of, like, man, the detail is going to be seen 
near and far and when it looks like a PS2 game, nobody's going to be happy. And of course, it runs and chugs. I was impressed that we bring it into a small battle arena like the Emporium, this mini virtual arcade, and the endless ideas and opportunities that you and I discussed, right? Yeah. I really hope that Capcom and this team challenges themselves to say, can we create something cool in this virtual arcade metaverse that we've created, right? Because it did run smoothly. And I was impressed with, hey, this does feel like an arcade. Blessing made a new friend, found someone in yeah. the world through video games. And that right? was, and our it was really first, cool. Uh, three hours of yeah. playing. And so I, I really do hope when I looked at it, I was like, that is exciting. It did look cool. I hope that they do build on it with some of the ideas that you and I had, whether it be a live DJ or you have a battle like station in the middle that everyone is watching and it's portrayed up on the big screens all around the hub. There's something cool and special when we talk about these quote-unquote metaverses that everybody hates, but we've seen them time and time 10 in video games. The fighting game space is moving towards that, like you brought up yeah. with other games. This is the best one that I've personally seen, and I was impressed with the moment-to-moment -moment of this could be fun and cool. Yeah, and one, one thing I want to shout out with that, too, is the ridiculousness of the character creator. Uh, it was funny. When I first picked up the character creator, I was, I was, like, I was shocked by that. Yeah, like I was like, I'll, I'll make my own character. I'll make them look like me. But it was that thing of I, no I noticed certain sliders where I was like, man, that seems like you can get pretty crazy, but whatever. I'm sure nobody's going to take that and abuse that. Yeah, right. And then by day two and three of this closed beta being out, you would look on Twitter or you would just hop into the game and the absolute abominations that people made in Street Fighter VI, <laughs> they were incredible. They looked like Bloodborne enemies, yeah. where it was just like <laughs> fucked up proportions, like, you know, fucking, um, what's the anime? Attack on Titan looking giants. Yeah. And like, you can fight with those in game? I, so that's the question I have, because with the creative creator Is it character, like a me? There's a, well, that you, you like run around with those in the battle hub for the online, but there is a uh, like a single player campaign mode where you are w running around an open world and you do use a created character for that. My question is, can we get as ridiculous with the single player uh, created characters? Because like those you will be actually using in game, and I can't imagine for like some of the characters that like people people made in the battle hub those working. Just because, like, the moves that they're going to be using for the... For the um, what are the hitboxes? <laughs> yeah, like, what do those hitboxes look like? And also, you're supposed to be learning uh, moves and techniques from other characters that, that are in the game. Like, you're going to learn from Ken and Chun-Li and, and the other characters. Are you going to have this, like, fucked-up-looking character doing Chun-Li's spin kick? Is yes. that going to work? Spinning bird kick? Yeah, like Mike bird has bird. Super Saiyan hair right now. Yeah. So, like, I, <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. But, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work, so I don't have the answer for you, for you there. I got to imagine that they put in some kind of, like regulations for that because those are going to be in game but like you know i've not even talked about the about the fighting yet yeah. fighting is really fun i have had such a, a good time uh, uh actually playing the fights in street fighter 6 it feels <laughs> engage, engaging barry has brought up an image of like one Jesus. of the one of the fucked up looking character creation oh things. no by the third day by the last day of the closed beta each of the lobbies were filled with yeah that guy looks tame compared to what other people created that you saw online yeah it was it was incredible yeah. like, by day three but uh, I had such a great time with the fighting. I used mainly uh, Luke, who was added as like the last DLC pack in Street Fighter V. And I also used quite a bit of Kimberly, who was a brand new character for Street Fighter VI. Luke plays a bit more traditional. Uh, he's kind of a kickboxer type character. He does have um, a Hadouken style move that's just the sandblast uh, that doesn't reach all the way across Rocket the stream, but it has like a limited range. Uh, I absolutely adore using Luke. He feels great for people who are newcomers, right? He controls kind of like a Ryu or like a Ken, but he feels like he feels like the new generation, right? Like he feels like okay, let's 
usher in some new characters because now like you know Ryu and Ken have been around forever washed. and now even in the even <laughs> in the game they look washed right they look <laughs> they look old they look washed in a good way though because yeah. like oh, Ryu is white ripped. as fuck yeah yeah and Ken look like he's been through some shit um, <laughs> Ken went through four divorces yeah one thousand percent so yeah I love Luke as a new character Kimberly is cool she's uh, a melee character that has like a lot of crazy flips she can like travel across the sc- screen real quick she has like a fun um teleportation move that she does where like i think it's spray cans that like she'll throw down a spray can the smoke will like cover her and then she'll like reappear somewhere else on the screen uh absolutely love her and Dalzine her style type yeah dalzine types st- uh type type shit um the characters i played against there were, were pretty fun and like all the fights i had were pretty engaging i didn't have a fight where i was super angry about like oh, man, the game cheated me, or oh, man, this isn't fair. The one thing mechanically that I think probably will need some tweaking is uh, they have this new mechanic called uh, Drive Impact, where if you press L2, you'll do a move where, like, um, it's, it's usually the moves, if you're watching the video, the moves that have, like, the ink blot that come from behind you, and, like, they kind of go in slow motion. Those those moves have armor uh, to them, where like you gotta ha- you have to get a few hits in order to block them, so they never get blocked. Uh, but people will basically punch through, and if they hit you, they'll stun you for a little bit. And those became the entire meta around mm. the fights. And I think it's a bit too strong. Like mm. I felt like L- many of the matches, especially early on, relied on that. And once you once you learn, uh, once you like get to a higher level in Street Fighter Six, I think it becomes easier and easier to counter and figure out. Oh okay, this is how I get around it. But on those earlier levels, I think that uh, for me, it was a struggle. And I know for like, you know, checking online, I think quite a few people were like, yo, this move is kind of fucked. Um, was that the general sentiment? Do you feel like that's something they may address? I, I think it's something that they may tweak a little bit. I think they might nerf it a bit because I do like the idea of it. And once I got good at it, I liked using it. But I think they got to figure out ways to make it not as punishing for people that might be new to the game. Is it in place of the like focus attacks from yes. like Street Fighter Four? Okay, yeah, cool. it's like it's the new focus essentially. Well, were you able to experiment at all with the the one button specials or whatever it yeah. was that they were talking about? So that's the the modern control scheme. I have a love hate relationship with it now because I think it's a great idea. I think it's gonna be great for for newcomers. They make it on. They turn it on by default oh. on all the characters and. You have to change it per character. No. Yeah. And so every single time I picked up a new character, they're they'll on the that. modern control scheme. And I think it's something that they'll fix. And it, honestly, I'm sure if you go deeper into the menus, there might be something already in there that, like, doesn't make itself obvious that uh, would allow you to change it. But, yeah, like, every single time I'll pick up a new character, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. They're on the modern control scheme. And so I'll lose that fight and then go back to the menus and fix it and then go, and then go back in. But... I do think that that stuff will be fun for uh, new people hopping in. What's I'm not up gonna with this it. lady's pants? Jury's gonna be my girl. Uh, that's Jury. That's Jury. I, I played. Why it. she got these zippers? And like, there's why she got the barn door open. Zippers. Yeah. I don't understand fashion. Yeah. That's true. I don't. Get zipped, dude. Yeah. Uh, this other guy that you're looking at, looking at, I forget his name, but he's a drunken master, and he also does capoeira style fighting, uh, and I absolutely love him as well. I don't, I don't use him, but I like his style. I like how he looks. I like how he rolls. Um, but yeah, like the, the the fighting is really fun. I also want to shout out the commentary. So uh, sick. The commentary was dope as hell. And it's funny because when I first turned it on during this beta, I was like, all right, you know, oh, man, I don't know how I feel about this. It took me about three matches before I was like, nah, this is great. Um, because, one, I think they do a good job in terms of informing you, if you're a new player, like, what the flow of the match is. Like, they'll comment, direct, obviously, directly on what's happening, but it feels like you're playing FIFA. Uh, but, like, FIFA for fighting games, where it is, Oh man, I didn't think about the fact that like okay, they're they have more meter than me, which means they have this type of advantage, or like mm. you know they're testing me out with the Hadoukens. That's why they keep throwing throwing them over and over again. They like, comment on things like that, and for me it was 
it was not only helpful for me, but I was, uh, it was helpful for the chat that was watching me as I was streaming it. Uh, because, you know, it's so hard to lock in and also interact with an audience for a fighting yes. game. Sure. And I found that so many of the people that were watching that might not have been uh, super informed on, like, the intricacies of a fighting game uh, had a lot that they could glean from just the commentary. And so it was great for that. But then also, the really dope thing about it is that you can customize the commentary. Like, you can have it be, hey, I just want one commentator. I want just color commentary, or I want play-by-play -play commentary, or I want both. And you can mix and match uh, commentators. And That's I was blown away sick. by that. And there are people that are known, right? There are people yeah. that are actually in the, the Street Fighter community that are known commentators that are doing commentary for that. And I get the impression that, like, they'll probably add more as they go. Um, and, yeah, like, I think to bring it back, right, I think the thing that really makes Street Fighter Six for me are all the, one, it, having solid mechanics, solid fighting, it looks beautiful, all that stuff that makes the game good. But then also the amount of accoutrements where I'm like, yo, how did nobody think of this? How did nobody think of a challenger approaches customizable screen? How did nobody think of in-game commentary like this? How did nobody think of doing all these things to the Battle Hub? There is so much in there that feels like a step forward for, for fighting games. And I had a blast. Like, again, if I, if, if I could do this, I wouldn't do this. But, like, I would consider, it, consider putting it in my top 10 of wow. the year just for this beta. Do it, Coward. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to save that for next year because I think it will be there next year. And so, yeah, big shout-out to Street Fighter 6. I had a blast with it. What, what's the release date on... There's, right now? there's no release date. It's just 2023. Okay. When do you do you think it's going to be in early 2023 or? It's got to be early 2023. This game feels like it's ready. I'm shocked that like it's at this state and it's not coming out in a month or two. Um, so I would guess early 2023, especially if they want to have like a big rollout for Evo. I think that would allow them to kind of have a, a, a really great great flow of like mm. yeah, put this out in February, March. Have some months there where people are getting their hands on it, and then like go for the tournament scene. I think that'd be a great way to do it. So I would guess early. Yeah. That's exciting with the Evo thing. You gotta imagine they have some DLC characters announced oh, there too. Yeah. The hype would be there. That's awesome. Really cool. Well, final game of the day, everybody. Marvel Snap. It's a mobile game. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's available on iOS and Android. I've been playing the beta for the last couple months now. Steam too, right? Uh, Oh, I, I don't think PC's out yet. Oh, I, cool. Maybe I, it is. I thought somebody I, I played it today. I thought. Barrett, if you could uh, look at that, that, that'd be very cool. Um, Should I allow it to send me notifications? Um, uh, yeah, you should. I have mine on, Greg, because I, mean, I need to get I'm those accepting. dailies. You know what I mean? I am one of you dorks now, where I'm just getting these yeah. things. I'm like, well, I guess I gotta stop what I'm doing and do this shit. I know you guys I do gotta it do my dailies, other types of video games. <laughs> I mean, uh, real talk. When the Marvel Snap trailer first dropped, I think it was on Games Daily. And really like, quick, I do see it on Steam for October 18th. So, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. That's awesome. You swiping, you swiping the card too? Uh, well, so so I'll, I'll get. I'll, <laughs> I, I will. The I'll get there, Andy. It's an interesting story. Not what you think uh, -huh. uh so here's the deal this game was first uh, revealed a couple months back we were on games daily we saw the trailer and it was kind of like I, I this is interesting yeah it's not necessarily what we didn't want from a new marvel game we don't really care about mobile blah 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 but i see this and i was like i've been wanting a card game i've been wanting a collectible card game for something i care about marvel obviously very up my alley and i want a mobile game that i can just kind of rely on when i have five minutes here five minutes there something just take my mind off other things and have some fun i've been daunted though by the idea of getting into any of these card games i tried hearthstone years back and had so much fun with it for a weekend but immediately i was like I, this is going to take over my life. It, the, the matches go just a little too long. Yeah. I'm not invested in these worlds. Like, I don't know Blizzard that well. So it's like not really for me, but I was like, one day there'll be a game that's a card game for something I care about, and I'm going to be all in. 
This is that in every single way I could have ever wanted, specifically because every single match is three minutes or less. You are in and you are out, and I cannot put it down of just the one more game, one more game, one more game. They do such a good job of rewarding you with upgrades. There are so many bars, so many things are loading. It just feels good. Anything, whether you win or lose, it's still making things go up, and you see, you get, you get rewarded with all get of it. Serotonin, yeah, right. Yeah. Just watching the bars fill in. Yeah, oh. it's, it's, yeah, it's like such a serotonin game. But the gameplay is fun as hell, and every single match feels unique. There's, there's unique elements to it that, no matter the fact that I have now played a thousand matches with this same deck, slight exaggeration there, but I've played hundreds of matches with one deck. Was it it's, the starting deck? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, there's a, there's <laughs> no, a start. Blessing, yeah, no, I, no, <laughs> no like, I, I'm deep into this now. I played, I, because it came out today, I didn't get that early access, but I started playing today, and I was shocked. I'm not shocked, but, like, I, I downloaded it. I was like, let me play a couple matches and then get back to playing whatever five games we're playing for review. <laughs> and I sat down. I sat down at my desk on my phone for maybe two hours just playing uh, just Marvel Snap, and... I just wanted to get in the game. I didn't. I've not ch gone into my deck to customize yet. That's how much fun I'm having. Where I'm like, no, get me in the next match. Like this shit is really fun. Yeah, right? I have so much to ask you, Tim, as someone yeah. who's played a lot of Hearthstone, getting deep into Magic: The Gathering oh, man, right now. So in. like, I'm Magic all Mike. about card <laughs> games right now. And so for me, I'll stick with uh, deck building to start off with. Right. When we look at the deck building, what are we looking at? Is there really going to be a lot of deck variations that you can imagine, right? When we look at Magic, there is so much depth to that deck building experience. What does it look like on this side for Marvel Snap? We're looking at hundreds of cards with different abilities. And um, they, at some point, kind of fall into camps of what their abilities are, where you're like, all right, I can either use this one or this one for, like, teleport moves, or this one or this one for... Um, support moves that are going to help my, my other teams. Um, but let me explain the game top level to you guys uh, so you, you kind of can wrap your head around it. There are three different locations. There are six turns. Each turn, one location opens up. So by the third turn, all three locations are there for the rest of the game. Each location is a Marvel location. Wakanda, Avengers Tower, Kingpin's uh, apartment. <laughs> it's not an apartment, but whatever <laughs> the hell it is. Like Kingpin's studio apartment <laughs> yeah. where he makes ramen. Kingpin's mother-in-law's house. In San Francisco. <laughs> so each place will have like an a, a augment to it where it's like um, in Wakanda, a shield is put up and uh, no card can get destroyed there. So you're kind of safe putting cards there and uh, other cards against you that have the ability to destroy that card entirely. They're not going to work there. Yeah. The other location um, will be like uh, you, you get extra points, like cost points to be able to use things on turn three. The other location will be like um, after turn four, this location and every card there is completely destroyed. And every, there's so many different locations. Like I want to say there's probably like 20, 30. And every single game, they're randomized. So you're getting such a different gameplay experience with every match because those augmentations completely change what the game is going to play like for those three minutes, even though you're playing with the exact same deck. Mm -hmm. And obviously, sometimes it's not in your favor. Sometimes it is. Either way, it feels really good, and it always feels like you have a chance. It always feels like if you do the right thing and play with your opponent's mind in just the right way, it's going to work out for you. And the fact that it is six turns and goes so snappy and quick, uh, it is just satisfying to try things out, 
you learn from the different cards that your opponents have, and you're like, oh my god, they just did this thing to me. I can't wait till I get that card. I want to yeah. build a whole deck around that idea and mentality. Um, it's it's so cool. So the three locations, whoever after the end of turn six has uh, more control over two out of three of them wins. Um, and when you, you get your card, I think the decks are, are there 10 or 12. Uh, I think it's 12. You have 12 cards in a deck, randomized hands, right? You start off with, I think, three cards, and then every turn you draw a card, and it adds to your hand. You have two numbers on each card. There is one that is cost of how much it costs to play the card, and one is power of how much power is going to be added. That power number at the end of the game, every card you have at that location, you add up the power number, whoever has more power wins that location. It's that simple. So many of the cards have some augment power to them as well. So you put a card down and like this one cost card has two power with no ability. Your next card is a two cost card with zero power, but its ability is that it doubles the power at that location overall. And so you start playing with all these like different combos and the abilities are, are the name of the game with this. It's like you're What's trying the to meta? Like, the, I mean, there's, there's been multiple metas in the time that since I've been playing. It's, it's been enough uh, time now where I've played where there's been um, three months of Battle Pass. Each Battle Pass is uh, a 30-day, I think, like a, a one-month time frame. It doesn't seem to start at the beginning of a month. It seems to be um, timed, like, off a little bit. But um, they're really cool uh, Battle Passes where there's themes to them. One of them recently was like the uh, Defenders themed, so it was a lot of like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, like that stuff. Uh, right now, there's a, a, a Symbiote uh, mm. Battle Pass situation going on, Ooh. and uh, so there's a lot of Carnage, a lot of like uh, Miles Morales is like the hero that is trying to like make it through. Um, and it's just it's really really rewarding for a Marvel fan, and it's really rewarding for someone that's wanted to get into card games but has been so scared to, and it just kind of feels like a very accessible way in, but at the same time, I, I see the depth in it, and I see people kind of being like, oh, this is going to really speak to the yeah. Magic the Gathering people of the world and the Hearthstone fans. And by the way, the game's lead director is from Hearthstone. Right? It is, many of the Hearthstone team mm. actually worked on this. Now, I mean, let's get into the nitty-gritty right now. That's what go. everybody wants to go. Is it pay to win, and what are we looking at Earning cards-wise, of course, buying packs from that. Is it rewarding? Are you getting duplicates? And, of course, when we think of these card games, the variations, right? When I look at my Doctor Doom compared to yours, is it the same Doctor Doom everyone's going to have? Or are there variations? Are there chase cards that I'm looking for that I'm going to be wowed because I pulled that special card? Like, talk to me about all that. Now, r before you start, I, I do want to ask... Mike, are you going to be happy if it's pay to win? Is that the answer you Let's want? Let's just say this, Andy. <laughs> if he says you can pay to win, if I put down 20, I'm whooping your ass tonight, okay? Right, good, That's good, what good, I want to okay. hear. It is absolutely 100% not pay to win. Okay. It is definitely pay to get the variant look cards that you oh, want. Okay. And that is something that I'm really hoping that they pull back. I don't think it's – well, it is that egregious. It, it, is, it is actually pretty bad when it comes to the, the variant cards. Um, there are – hundreds of variant cards uh, okay. for each card there are dozens of different looks and some of them are super cool with the different art styles um but i will say that no matter the fact that i've played for months now every single day um i think <laughs> i only have like three or four variant cards total now, and they're not rewarding me with those and it's a little okay. weird it's a little <laughs> upsetting yeah. now are the variant cards is it, am i buying a pack that would then give me 12 variant cards or is it like 
we're storefront and I go to Black Widow and I see the six different outfits and I go, I want that one. And I spend a dollar, five dollars, whatever that money's gonna be. So it's even worse than either of those. Okay, it's okay. a storefront that's randomized. So every time, not every time, every couple hours, there's like a countdown clock. You have to check back in the store. It'll be like six different variant cards uh, okay. that you get to choose from that you could buy. So you can't just be like, I want Black Widow. You so, need to kind of wait for a Black Widow to pop up. So there's six up there that are randomized, mm -hmm. but I can choose out of the six the one that I want. If you want to, to pay for it, yes. Exactly. There it's are not, ways okay. to, to get it in game with, with gold. Look at how proud Mike is. He's like, I'm yeah. buying it. I'm buying it. Like, okay, deck, yeah. hey okay now you know there's Plus there's the a card. lot of uh of different um economies in the game uh, okay. of different like there's um i mean i'm even blanking right now on what they're all called there's like these little blue orb things and Energy. then Orbies. credits i think there are <laughs> there's credits and then there's gold credits are the things that kind of uh allow you to just upgrade your cards and then the gold is the thing that lets you buy the the variant cards it's a lot harder to get gold you really don't get that much the gold feels off to me right now, okay. but okay. I'm, I'm going down way too negative a path of the um, the pay stuff yeah, yeah. because I'm very impressed with the pay stuff overall Good. when it comes to it's not pay to win and how much I've played this game, how much I've gotten from this game and not had to pay a single penny and been so satisfied with the amount of cards that I'm getting and, and all of that. Um, the one thing with that, though, is I've loved this game so much that I wanted to pay. I was often incentivized to want to pay for the Battle Pass just to get the extra stuff and want to keep going. But because I was in the beta, because of how my code works, it legitimately wouldn't let me do it. And mm -hmm. I, I had to, to, I was emailing my connect over there and I'm like, bro, let me give you the money. I'm legitimately, I, I want this. And they just couldn't make it happen. So that is just a testament to like how much I'm enjoying it that like, I wanted to pay for the battle pass because I thought it was worth it. Yeah. Um, having said that, there are prices sometimes I'm seeing where I'm like, ooh, $10? I can see that. 15 though? I'm not sure that's going to be worth it. Wow. They have changed their monetization strategy over the last couple months. Yeah. There was a thing called Nexus Events. I remember this was a big like, news story was, from the beta that broke out of the beta of like, it's, it's a ripoff. It's a ripoff. It's really bad. Totally fixed it. Totally changed uh -huh. it. That stuff mm -hmm. is absolutely gone from the game. However, they haven't replaced it with something yet. So there is this uh, thing that kind of feels like is missing from the game. It just officially launched today, so I'm hoping that in the next couple months we'll see something. But I, they have ambitious plans for events, and I'm excited to see what they end up doing with the final product because so far when I was uh, dabbling in that, I was like, oh, I see the potential of this, but like the money is a problem. But it seems like they care about that. It seems like they know that. They want this game to be something that uh, people are playing for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And they've made so many adjustments. I, I follow the, the Reddit for them. And like, I, I see that the audience's feedback is being addressed, which is good because I'm new to this community when it comes to these card games. Like, I don't really know what works and what doesn't. But I'm having so much fun with this. And this as far fun. as I'm concerned, it this works. This is match three right now. You know, still tutorializing the hell out of it. But I get it. Like, yeah. I, I, and Hearthstone was the thing where I was like, oh, I don't uh, know. And, and, that, and that's my thing. Real quick, and I'll get to you. It's like what I love about it. And I, I was alluding to this earlier. It's like, you know, you play Hearthstone, and it's just like, hey, man, it's it's the, the Butchy Beaver. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. But it's like, you tell me, oh, it's <laughs> You don't Scarlet. know the Butchy Beaver. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's the Scarlet Witch. And her ability is yep. she destroys yep. Yep. The, this location. I'm like, I get that. You know, I, I played Yu-Gi-Oh recently, and like I, I grew up loving Yu-Gi-Oh. But like the last time I played Yu-Gi-Oh, I tried to look at the effects of one card, and I swear to God, that shit was like five paragraphs <laughs> long. Yeah, it was an essay. Yeah, Andy, Th how quick would it be to like start up a versus game against Blessing or Greg? Like, is have you tried to do any sort of PvP at all? I 
as far as I know, that's not available. Yeah, I try. I tried to do that actually, because I was like, dude, this is awesome. I want to see. Maybe I can drop my friend code or whatever on Twitter yeah. and play yeah. the audience. And I searched all throughout the app. I couldn't find oh, anything. Oh, that's a bummer. So yeah, yeah. What are we looking at? Are you playing bots only? Is it a random person on the internet that you're being connected with, and you just turn and burn that? Clearly, we're looking to play PvP. Is right with my own friends. What's the deal? They are working on PvP. That okay. is something that will be added later. It's not there yet. Um, you are, in theory, you're playing online against. It's, it's all multiplayer. There is no single player in oh, this. Oh, no Having bots. Said that there are okay. bots. They try to pretend oh. they're not bots, though. Yeah. But you trying to tell me that Anderson I'm fighting right now ain't a real person? Oh, yeah, okay. it's I like Fortnite. Because I just beat his ass. <laughs> right. I played like 14 games. I've not lost one. Like that's oh, kind of where I'm at with it. That's. Fine. I mean, that's the learning. Yeah. That's and I might good. be. I might be fucking. Oh, you'll hit a point, dude. Yeah. No, you, okay. you hit a point. They do a good job of teaching you, and then they throw you out there. The tutorial actually takes a while, but it's like you don't realize it's the tutorial after a while. Like, you start playing, and it's very clearly the tutorial. Yeah. Then you're just kind of playing, but it hits a point, like, I don't remember how long in, but I want to say, like, five hours in, maybe, of me playing it, where I was like, oh, now they're really just letting me go, and I'm really collecting and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm clearly playing against real people now. Okay. And the, I the don't <laughs> win every match. Like, I, I lose... I would say my win-loss ratio, I'm about two-thirds wins. Like, and that's, it's satisfying because it's like they, I, I know what I did wrong, and it's yeah. very cool. The bot's name, Mike, is like Spiky Tiger 54 exactly. No, straight up, dude. There's so much <laughs> okay, of that. Okay. Um, with that, will we see a ranked mode on this one? Can you tell that like skill-based matchmaking is now playing a factor where you are maybe on the higher tier? Do you feel like you're on the next tier? Is it too hard where you should be on a beginner type level? You know, where are we standing with that? The, this game has so much, like I was saying, there's a lot of economies. There's a lot of just things to understand. And you kind of just got to play a bit. And then eventually you're like, all right, I get what this means. And I get what this means. And you're kind of just going all the ranked and all of that stuff. There's modes they're working on right now. It's just one mode. Like yeah. you, you play and that's it. Like there's nothing else you can do. You either play or you build your deck. And um, it, it works really well for me because there's this overall collector level. That's like your, your one thing that everything you're doing is building towards this. And as you boost up those levels, you um, are, that's how you unlock new cards. Yeah. And then eventually you get a new card, you're allowed to um, use it in your deck. When you use the cards in gameplay, um, you can level the cards up. Leveling the cards up doesn't actually make them better. It doesn't okay. change the gameplay of them, which I think is a really good call. Yeah, yeah. It just changed the aesthetics of them. And there's like six different levels where the art, which is absolutely beautiful in this game. So much custom art, custom logos for every single character. And as you're playing it, uh, you start off with just normal card. Then once it levels up one level, it frame breaks. So the art of the card breaks out of the frame of the card. The next level is it gets holographic. The next level is it gets animated. The so next it's level like Pokemon is cards, like when, when you talk about rarity and shit. Kind of, but like by the end of it, when your card is just like fully maxed out, that thing your, is just like <laughs> your shining phone is and just moving. like overheating. Yeah, really though, it's like they make it they they make it feel important. And when you uh, load up a match and you see you're playing against somebody that has all the same cards as you but they're gold, you're yes. like, oh, here, like, we, oh, go. here now, we go, here we go. Do you have a choice in that? Like, I think Madden Ultimate Team is something I go to when I think of the online card games. I find it interesting they have variants of those cards, and you can choose which one you want to portray and show off to people. 
can I do this with this leveling system? Is it no matter what, when that card levels, it's going to two, then to three. I can't be like, oh, I like one the best out of the artwork here. I haven't got far enough to get to the point where that's the case uh, okay. with many cards, but there is one card that I got, I think my Iron Man, I got all the way up and then you hit a point, there's a name that they have for it, where they give you another Iron Man and then you can level that one up. So you don't get to choose the look of it, yes. but eventually you get another one that you can choose that one instead. You're like prestiging it. Yeah, like in Call ex of Duty. exactly. Mike, yeah. heads up, there's a $2.99 welcome bundle that's got Captain America card Ooh. and Avatar and 700 gold. I'm running the card. He, I need that card. I need that my deck. He likes Cap. That's Cap's great, man. man. He helps Cap. out the whole team. Swipe like. the fucking card, <laughs> dog. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, I, honestly, I could talk about this so much longer because like this, I am all in on this thing. And yeah. I, I don't see myself stopping playing this for a very long time if they keep it up. Um, very, very impressed. Do you have Ooh. a favorite card? Uh, I mean, I, I have a, like, I have a bunch of favorite cards at, at this point. But Iron, Iron Man's fantastic because it doubles yes. everything. It's Iron just, I mean, Iron too. Man is just like a, a great Greg, the most simple-minded thing, was looking at his phone and like a little gold bar popped up with a bunch of colors. He goes, that's cool. <laughs> Look at that. Captain America, He's in now. I'm He's in. Yeah. Good. I mean, it's the perfect recipe for success, right? You have a massive IP right now that is really exciting, that's on the rise and still hot to this day. Card games are still hot. Everybody wants a piece of that, right? If you can just hit that formula of find the right microtransactions, right? Because it's going to live or die by are people going to get uptight about pay to win? It's too much. If you can dial that in along with fun game modes, if the gameplay itself, right? But it's not, it doesn't feel like the traditional Magic the Gathering or Hearthstone, right? You're talking about a totally different kind of gameplay style, essentially. If that hits and they can build off of that, uh, I could see a recipe for success. I'm kind of excited yeah. about this. Yeah. Last thing I want to say in terms of the, the monetary stuff, and yeah. this is just some real shit. So you essentially, every battle pass, you want to get up to level 50. So for the Defenders one, Daredevil was the level 50 prize. So if you get up there, you get that card. On the way to that, there are, you know, every couple levels you just get credits and all that stuff. But then every like five or ten, you get another defender card, or you get a variant of one of them, or you get um, little the avatar emblems that Greg was just mm -hmm. excited about for Captain America. Yeah, my Captain America, America no big deal, bless. Um, or different card backs, so yeah. it's like you can change the look of the the back of your card um, and things like that that are cool. The problem is, unless you it's pay cool. for the battle pass, <laughs> you don't get. <laughs> any of the cool things. Mm -hmm. So if you don't pay the $10 for yeah. the Battle Pass that month, even if you hit level 50, you don't get Daredevil. So here's the issue now. Like, we talked almost about Overwatch recently, Overwatch 2, hiding these characters, these champions behind a Battle Pass, right? Are we going to have this issue now where me and Blessing won't be able to get those cards ever because we didn't buy that Battle Pass, no. and that could shift the tides? You can still get the card. And that's the thing, at least so far with the, the runs I've had, those cards are available randomized in boosters that you okay. can just get, but it's random, you know? So it's like, I, I, I've seen, a, there was a big thing about uh, um, the Mighty Thor um, when, when she was like part of the Nexus event thing and people were really mad because the only way to get her was spend a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but they backed that out. So I, I, it's clear they're trying to figure it all out. I am a little let down right now that for the last three battle passes, I've gotten to level 50 plus and because I couldn't pay, I didn't get the rewards for it. Like, that was really unfortunate. And even if I could pay, I probably shouldn't have. I would yeah. have done it maybe one month. But you guys are expecting me to pay 10 to $15 a month? Nah, that, bro. Well, yeah, that's almost like buying three packs, right, of, like, Magic cards at $5 each. So that's essentially how that's working out, it feels like, right? But the other catch is, is of course, you're in the beta, right? So they're doing that so when me and Blessing, Greg, and Andy jump in, you're not 
light years ahead of us. Do you think that's why they held that back from you? No, I don't think that that matters at all because yeah. I think that's where the kind of the skill set comes into play because of the collection level. You're being put with people. It, it's always going to be fine. You're not yeah. going to be in a point where it's like, oh, man, they're, they're beating me because they have all these cards I don't have. It's like they keep you in a level where the abilities feel adequate to where you're at. But yeah, again, we're going to talk a lot more about it because I'm absolutely loving it, but I will stop that for now in the first ever Kind of Funny Games cast in the spare bedroom. Feels good to be back, boys. Let us know in the comments below what you think of any of the games that we talked about today, and we will see you next week. I'm done saying eggs. Yeah, we don't say eggs anymore. <laughs>